We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Monday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Glad to be back with you here today. Normal week of shows. We've got a uh, pretty packed show today. Men's and women's NCAA tournaments. Ole Miss women knocking off number one seed Stanford last night, 51-49. They're, lo- they're at Maples Pavilion in Palo Alto. They now advance to the Sweet 16, first time since 2007, facing the winners of the winner of Louisville and Texas here in a uh, in a few days in Seattle for that one. Number two seed Iowa still alive in the bracket as well. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. Got some, again men's as well down to the Sweet 16. Some SEC teams still alive. Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama. Three of those. We'll talk about that. Look at that schedule for the week. And then in baseball, Ole Miss had a uh, pretty horrific weekend in Nashville. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Commodores outscored the Rebels 27-4 to over the three games really dominated by Vanderbilt pitching throughout the week and had some pitching issues of its own. So plenty to talk about today on the show. A show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the uh, way to get some box seats for Ole Miss baseball, the series finale, whatever day that is, every single home weekend of SEC play. Florida this weekend in town, I think one thirty on Sunday. I think that's safe. There's some rain going on on Friday, but I think it's pretty good on Saturday and Sunday from a weather standpoint. You need to uh, tag the Oxford Exxon on Twitter. You need to use hashtag RebelReady, and you're automatically entered in to win some box seats. Say what you want. Be creative. Be fun. Be serious. Be whatever you want to be. They'll pick a winner. Get some box seats there. Ending the series for Ole Miss and Florida. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. I was just there on a Saturday returning a, a loaner that I had over the course of a week and a half or so. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove it to you when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Great vehicles, obviously. Uh, It's the service that makes the difference, though. Corey uh, wants to have a long-term vehicle relationship with you. You'll find out what that means when you make that call. Again, 662-257-1900. Guest will join this week on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If uh, you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, if you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise 
to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Uh, Call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or call Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. A lot going on. Where you want to start? Get back with you. You were you were kind of traveling the country over the last week. You've been all over the southeast. Been hanging out. Spent a lot of time in hot springs. I mean, you've you've been been world traveler here. Uh, I spent about eighteen hours in hot springs. Hot springs was interesting. It was packed, which was weird. It was not horse what I racing going on. Is that what caused it? I don't. I I don't know. I Good horse racing area. Yeah, I didn't yeah. ask anybody like what what's the deal? Why are you all here? There was some sort of basketball tournament there too. Okay. Like the where we were staying, there was a basketball arena right next door. That's where Rippy got engaged a few weeks ago. Months so, ago. Is yeah. that right? Hot Springs. How about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the site of where I was when Ultimate when the Saints got beat by the Minnesota Miracle on the last play of the game. I was standing in a hotel room in Hot Springs at, at the moment. So it's probably clouding Hot Springs a little for me. I did not probably. have a very good weekend. Um it's it, it, it's got a couple good restaurants. The Mafia Museum is pretty good there. Um, actually, really good there, ironically, or maybe not at all, because people who are understanding why the Mafia would be big in Hot Springs. But it's it's a almost kind of a slow – I feel like it's like the town that time forgot a little bit. Like I look around and go, we just need a little update here. We need to like yeah. unplug you and plug you back in. There's something about Hot Springs that gave me just like a I'm, – I'm kind of back in the middle of nowhere area. I was with a really stressed out human being the whole time that I was there, and so that – that <laughs> clouded your that situation. clouded all of it. I was just ready to get it over with at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was just so stressed. So anyway. you got taken care of. It's all got, good. We got it taken care of. We did. How was Disney? Uh, crowded. I look. I had a really good time. Um, I apologize for making some of the fun that I did. I will say that I did it in a way which was the only way I would do it. Like the people who were just standing in line for hours and hours and hours, I will never understand. Um, at all. Um, if you're on this site, credit to you, you have more patience and time than I am able to be capable of inside my body. Um, people taking advantage of handicap accessibility with scooters. I would like to take out back and throw, um, if, if I could, uh, there, there are definitely some things you have to overcome and be in the right mental state, but no, overall, really, uh, really good. Yeah, you were in Hot Springs. I was in like twelve countries in three hours through Epcot. I mean, yeah. been hit hit all the parks, hit several of them multiple times. Got a got a lot of stuff there. It was good. No, it was. Uh, I've done Epcot once a long, long, long time ago. The Disney Turkey Leg, Carly ain't got one. Is she likes? I mean, I'm just like chicken or turkey on the bone. It's like the way she would prefer her mm-hmm. her, her 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 poultry po- protein. It is kind of salty, and uh, it is—it's just too much. It does not have a flavor profile that did much for me. I, I know everybody was bragging on the to- the turkey leg, but that was not—that was not something that that spoke to me. Was it sort of like the state fair turkey leg? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Topolino Terrace was a fantastic meal. Maybe one of maybe ten, fifteen best meals I've ever had. Um, I would assume it's probably one of the best meals at Disney. Um, there's stuff, yeah. I mean, I, I got some takes. We'll put some things on the board. Um, Found rides at every park that I was very interested in. I thought some rides that most people really, really like were a little overrated. Some others that I was really into. Um, people keep asking me about Guardians. Ended up riding it three times, I think, over the course of the how many ever days that was. So 
yeah, I can. I'm, I'm an expert now. Ask me all the Disney questions. I'll, I'll answer them. An open book. We'll get through it. If anybody has stuff on the board, you already so. planning your next trip. I, not quite, but I'm at least open. Like I, 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 I it, the door has been jarred enough where it's like, you know what? Yeah, okay. they, I mean, they do the Disney marathons in January. I mean, maybe yeah. you just go back. Maybe maybe you do the Disney marathons. I mean, you can even do those challenge things where you do like the half one day and the full the next, or the five oh. k and then the, the 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 half or whatever. Yeah, they have like little competitions where if you run multiple of the races, you couldn't do a half and then a full. That's stupid. No, no, but, no. But you could do a five k and then a half. That's that no sweat. Oh, you could do that and still enjoy your week. Yeah, I basically ran a half yesterday. You could do that. I ran the Xavier Pit game. I got started. There was like 12 minutes left in the first half of Xavier and Pit, and I said, I'm just going to run to the end. Mm, ran a half marathon. I ran 12. Yeah, yeah a little over 12. Uh, so Tuesday did um, did Q for Guardians, and then on Saturday did Q and light, individual Lightning Lane to to get on it a, a, a second and third time. So yeah, there's 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 manipulation. Had a had a, had a good tour guide. Got got it figured out. It was all good. So, but yeah, you can uh, you can make that happen. Yes, missed Tron by a couple days. Um, they're doing a soft opening starting today on that, but uh, left on Saturday. So, um, anyway, yeah. Take your questions in the stream on the board wherever we'll talk about that. Or sports wise, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? Up to you. I watched. I watched a ton. You watch more baseball than I did. I, I watched men's basketball all day. I was like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm tired. I'm taking the day. Other than some exercise in the middle of the day, I did nothing but watch, men, watch men's basketball for the most part. Starting yesterday. on Thursday, I did exactly what I told everybody I was going to do. I waited till the start of SEC play, and it started on Thursday, and I watched. <sighs> did I watch everyone? Let's see. I watched Ole Miss Vanderbilt, the whole, pretty much the whole series. I watched a lot of LSU, Texas A&M. I've got a hot take on LSU on a really short sample. Okay. Okay. Um, I watched a good bit of Alabama, Florida, which was interesting. Florida's a little better than people are giving them credit for, by the way. Uh, I watched watched a good bit of Auburn, Arkansas. I actually watched a decent amount of Missouri, Tennessee. Interesting. Short sample size, but interesting. Okay. Uh, did that? I don't think I watched much. I didn't watch any of Georgia, South Carolina. I don't think I saw a single pitch. But I feel like I watched a pretty solid amount of college baseball. I watched a lot of the tournament, and then yesterday I watched the Thunder come back against the Suns, and that was pretty interesting. If you like the NBA, that was a. It felt like a rite of passage game. They got to be careful there because Kevin Durant didn't play, DeAndre Ayton didn't play. But it still felt like this big coming of age moment for the Thunder. Yeah. Well, we'll do this. We'll start with we'll start with baseball to kind of almost get it out of the way a little bit because it is just just one weekend. There's not a ton of old missed thoughts. I uh, I wrote a column when I got back on. Actually, wrote it kind of on the plane Saturday coming back. It's up at Rebel Grove. Have more um, more coverage there today, and then they play Arkansas Pine Bluff tomorrow in kind of a get well game prior to Florida in on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. From an old Miss standpoint, look. 
we knew it wasn't perfect. I mean, even though they had a pretty gaudy record and they beat up on the Big Ten, you could see issues in a couple ways, and those are those are showing themselves. Frankly, it looks a lot – that one weekend, one weekend, one freaking weekend. A very small sample size. Arkansas killed Mississippi State in 2021 early on, and State won the national title. Ole Miss got swept twice last year at least, maybe three times. I'm forgetting right now. But well, I mean, it's, well, it's, this it's, weekend, Ole Miss got swept. There Tennessee, were five sweeps. Tennessee uh, got swept. Uh, Georgia got swept. Auburn got swept. Auburn got swept, and somebody else. State got swept. State got swept. Yeah. State. Oh. Ooh. Oh. There's that. Yeah. 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 That might not even be a hot take. That just might be real. But anyway, here's the deal. Ole Miss has a pitching depth problem. Ole Miss had a pitching depth problem probably prior to a couple of these injuries, and it's just been it's it's been exacerbated now. You've got Elliott out for another month. Mallets and Riley, Riley Maddox are out, but the season goes on. You still got to figure it out, and they have a couple problems. They have no one who you know for sure is going to take the ball and get into a third time through the order. It doesn't exist. So right. when that happens, because look, Jack Doherty can give you some good innings, but his career has shown you he's very rarely going to get into the sixth and seventh. He's never gotten into the seventh that I'm aware of off the top of my head. In an head. ideal setting, he's a reliever. His best spot is is a is a multi-inning, high-leverage reliever. That is his role of everything yes. else is set up perfectly. Yes. So here's the deal with that, is that that means tons of bullpen arms have to pitch. Because Sonier's not ready to go seven, eight every night yet. You've got to help him a little bit. Rebus has been okay. Um, he had one inning where command kind of got at him, and that 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 hurt for the most part. So look, they have a pitching problem. Almost won the national title last year. They get all the credit for this. This is a credit to Mike Bianco. They won ten postseason games. Hunter Elliott and Dylan Delucia started eight of those ten games. Mm-hmm. The other two, they scored twenty something runs against Arizona. And Doherty was dominant for five innings against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That is that, that's their wins, and that, that's not criticizing or minimizing. That's saying, look, it wasn't like this plethora, or not plethora, because that'd be too many, but this, this abundance of arms that go out and win a bunch of games. So when Elliott's out, and you're just trying to scrabble it together, you need to play really good defense, and you need to hit. They didn't play good defense. They had four errors on Friday. They had a couple mental mental lapses on or on Thursday. They had a couple of mental lapses on Saturday that really affected them, and then the offense went dormant. And and Vanderbilt is really freaking good on the mound. Yes. Carter Holton is awesome. He's terrific. So him shutting you down, okay, I'm throwing that out. But he's a tone setter for them yeah. on the weekends. And then they get into the, sat- the, the the Saturday. He pitched on Friday. He was very good. Hunter and, Owen. And their bullpen was, was fresh. Yeah. And Tim's won a bunch of games there. And they're good. I mean, It's we, not like you. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a brutally difficult league. It's a hard league when you don't have an ace. And if you don't, that's where I was going. If you don't have an ace, it just gets hard. And you lie, it was hard until Delucia was really good last year. Look around this weekend at the teams that got beat. None of them have aces. Tennessee. Yeah. I'm not blaming their pitching, but we'll get to that, whatever. I I got thoughts on Tennessee. Yeah, okay. I do. I watched watched maybe more of that series than I watched of any of the others, with the exception of Ole Miss Vanderbilt. I got, I got. I, it's too small of a sample size, but I got thoughts. Their lineup's not very good. That's that's true. Yeah. They, they don't they don't hit nearly as well. They're as missing I, those dudes. Well, like you compare them to to LSU, to A and M, to Arkansas, to Florida. They don't hit anything like those teams. They don't hit as well as Ole Miss, even though Ole Miss had a crap weekend. Yeah. I, I give Vanderbilt's pitching more credit than I give Ole Miss's offense blame. They were the, the kid on Thursday night was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm not blaming Thursday on them at all. On Friday or Saturday, you got to figure it out. You do enough to just get in a game in the middle innings. 
They got shut out Saturday and had two hits on I mean, on Friday and had two hits on Saturday. Yeah, that's not acceptable. No, it's not. Um, and they're because look, then you got to go win a game another way, which is what they can't do. Which is the point. Loyola Marymount got a game against Vanderbilt and got beat two zero and two one. Like just win a game, figure it out. That's where you would hope the experience would come in a little more, though. Well, you know what I mean? The, they didn't the, figure it out. The back end of their bullpen when they got into the fifth inning, they just didn't pitch very well. Ole Miss relievers, every one of them gave up multiple runs except Mason Nichols, and he walked three people. Yep. So you're not getting shut down innings to then let your offense maybe get into the Vanderbilt bullpen or extend pitch counts or do those different things. I mean, every game of the weekend almost kind of just felt like it was over by the sixth. Because it kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. Vanderbilt, when they had when Vanderbilt had opportunities to blow the game open, they they capitalized. And frankly, really all weekend, Ole Miss never really had too many opportunities to put runs on the board. No, I mean, they, they gave themselves no opportunities. A couple of long balls, but that was about it. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this because I sometimes feel like it's my role to be the voice of reason. I could lay out a scenario. Here it is. Win two out of three against Florida. Win two out of three against A&M. I was even going to – A&M's there, right? It's in College Station. I was going to say one out of three against A&M. Two out of not very good. You need to get two. But go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. Two out of three against Arkansas at home. And then two out of three against Mississippi State at home. You're on the road. Either way. You're seven and eight at the turn. Play LSU and then try to win some baseball games. And look, let me let me be clear here. LSU's the best team in the league. Country. I'm just talking league. Sure. I can't talk country because I have no freaking country. Okay. They're not infallible. Their lineup is not one through nine. No. The bottom of their lineup is is there are some outs in it. And their pitching, it it it's good. It is Skeens not Skeens has been phenomenal. He is. It but it's not elite. Yeah. It's not holy shit. It's not as good as Vanderbilt's. No. It's it's not It's not as good as Tennessee's. No. Might not be as good as Missouri's. Um Okay, go ahead. It's good. <laughs> All right. But you can score on them. AM scored on them. AM could have AM was in a couple of those games where they just couldn't get outs. Yeah. AM's pitching is kind of mediocre at the top. Yeah. Detmer is so inconsistent, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. But I'm not ready to go LSU's this twenty six and four team in the league. Like I don't think they, they are. They do not look like Tennessee looked last year. No. Where you went, oh God, I don't no, know not, where it no, is. Now in a in a postseason where you've got the two starters and you've yeah. got the top of the lineup, they're they're dangerous. I mean, if you told me LSU wins the national title, I'm not even a little surprised. Yeah, it feels a little missy from last year where you go, hey, you got to beat one of those dudes, and that's hard to do. But they're not going 26 and 4, 25 and 5. I mean, they're they're not. They're they're not sweeping a bunch of people. They're going to win a whole bunch of series two out of three. My opinion. That, that's based on one weekend. I watched them a little bit in the non I would set their over-under at 20 wins. Could they get to 21 and 9? Could they get to 19 and 11? I don't think they're any worse than 18 and 12. I don't think they're any better than 22 and 8. That's fair. 20 would be... If you put made the over-under 19 and a half, I'd have to stare at it for a while. Mm-hmm. They're solid. They're really, really good. But there are some other teams in the league that are really good, too. 
And I'm not ready to discount Ole Miss based on one weekend. I'm just not. Any more than I'm ready to like discount Auburn after one weekend. But Ole Miss has got to play better defense. They do. They've got to pitch. They do. Better. They're walking too many freaking people. I mean, they are. They're just walking too many people. And they're not walking offensively. Well, they've got a handful of guys. And again, this is one weekend that nibble. They nibble. Runs counts up. That I know Mike likes to call pitches that way. He can't. He doesn't have the bullpen for it. Gonna have to just let it be what it is. Now I will play that way. I'm gonna give college baseball something here. I wrote about this in Ten Thoughts very briefly. Yeah, kudos to them. I watched a ton of different games. It's faster, much faster. In person, it's too fast. That's my hot take. In person, there's no flow. There's no on TV. They never let the game breathe in person. You look up and it's like this. Just it's almost in a hurry. Well, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was watching Tennessee, Missouri. And I'd flipped over to Arkansas Auburn. Yeah. And I flipped over to Arkansas Auburn. I flipped back to Tennessee, Missouri. And when I that first game ended, you know, they had to finish a game before yes. they played yeah. the second yeah. game. Yeah. So I flipped back over after Missouri finished that game off. I flipped back over to Auburn and Arkansas. I was like, holy shit, they're in the sixth inning? I had that happen. They were flying. And that was a five nothing Arkansas game, if I recall correctly. There was those games move. I yes. give credit to the from a TV standpoint. It's probably going to make TV at least consider picking up more of it. Yeah, you build prospects, you build teams with recognizable uniforms, and you well compared get a game compared to the World Baseball Classic, which I watched some of last night, where they the rules aren't in yet. Like they're operating on the old rules, and that game took forever. Yeah. We'll go around the league a little bit. Neil has thoughts on that. We'll talk about that in one second. I'm going to tell you about uh, the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, sponsor of the podcast, the 2023 football season. Be here before you know it. Season ticket renewals are due March 31st. You can renew now by logging on your account on OleMissTicks.com or calling the Ole Miss Ticket Office at 662-915-7159. And remember, excitement's building around Ole Miss basketball. The Ole Miss Ticket Office for Basketball currently accepting season ticket orders for men's and women's basketball. Submit those orders today. Again, 915-7159-OleMissTicks.com. Current season ticket holders can renew starting July 1st. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, Fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. If you're coming up this weekend for uh, baseball, stop by the Walk-Ons in Oxford, please. It'd be great. Watch some NCAA tournament, uh, whatever the case may be. If you're in the Jackson area, stop by the Walk-Ons in Ridgeland. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't uh, live in Jackson's, okay, go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's cold outside today, but it will be warm before you know it. You want to make sure that AC is uh, ready to roll. Get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern. They'll come check it out. Different names, same great products, same great people, same services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, Batesville, that area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, that area, call the people at Southern, 
4429. A Stock Auctions is a Nashville based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A Stock start at just $1. That's right, every item starts at $1. Shop now at astock.bid. Download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. And we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade. It's manufactured right here inside Mississippi. If you take diabetes medication, high blood pressure meds, or cholesterol meds, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support puts those vitamins back into the body, helps with side effects, helps you stay more compliant in taking your medications, helps you stay healthy over the long term. SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout, and get 10% off of your first order. Podcast also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. They were closed for spring break. They're back tomorrow. Go to the website. You can order lots of things right there online. Go to their Instagram page. It's just Johnson Hill Creamery. 662-419-9201. They're off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane. Again, charcuterie, local cheeses they make in-house, catering, grazing tables, and so much more. We'll have more things about their menu here soon. But again, that's Shot Snow Creamery. Back open tomorrow. 662-419-9201. Bless you. This podcast. We don't have a dump button. I was kind of searching for it there. Um, by the way, football media ops start tomorrow for spring football. We'll uh, we'll get some football tomorrow on the show for uh, for that. So yeah, you mentioned it. Five sweeps this week. Arkansas three zero over Auburn. LSU takes two out of three from Texas A and M. Alabama plays okay, losing two out of three to Florida. That was mm-hmm. not the worst situation for them down in Gainesville over the weekend. Ole Miss swept by Vanderbilt. State swept by Kentucky. Um, and then Tennessee swept by Missouri. At least the most surprising result of the weekend in that one. And then if I'm forgetting something, I don't guess I, oh, South Carolina sweeps Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, one. Georgia's bad. Georgia's not good. Mm-hmm. South Carolina's okay. Sure. They're they're incidentally ish. Probably. Sure. So the one thing that's not a hot take is that Mississippi State is in deep trouble. I think that is very more than fair. I, I think that's more than fair. I think that's just true at this point. I mean they're thirteen and eight overall 0-3 in the league. They haven't played some crazy schedule by any means to this point. Well, they, not only did they lose, they got whipped. They can't pitch. Kentucky beats them 6-5, 12-3, 17-3. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, who's yep. one of the worst teams in the league. Kentucky's yep. not good. Yep. I mean, you look at you look at what State's done, and, I mean, there's just not much there. Um, I don't – look, Lamonis isn't going to get fired at the end of the season. But it's where you raise your hand and have questions and go, are we are we hanging on here simply because he had a really hot month? What do you what what, what are we doing? What does this look like? Because it doesn't Did they go eight and twenty two last year? Yeah, something like that. It was eight or nine. I, I mean, I do wonder what happens if you repeat that. State who has given them every resource imaginable. Everything. They have an easier scholarship situation than Ole Miss. They built this huge park that's great. Like he has every resource there inside there. They recruit nationally because they are at least a national brand in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a job where you should not be this bad at at all. And they're looking at a second straight year of that being the case. 
wonder. Well, I mean, last year was injuries. This is not injuries. This is a lack of depth. I mean, they got to play LSU and got to play everybody. Everybody, it's just mm, they could pile up at the L's pretty quick. So, what's your hot takes on Tennessee and Missouri? Because you seem to have them. Look, Tennessee's got a lot of pitching back from that juggernaut last year. Well, they have they have Dollander and they have Burns. They're the big one too. But the whole offense is gone. And they're not anywhere near the offensive team that they were a year ago. They don't they don't scare you at the plate the way that they did a year ago. They don't they don't put together big innings. Um I think some other teams now go into the weekends a little Missouri was very prepared for whatever Tennessee tried to do like psychologically. And look, Missouri's a weird place to go play because it's not it's not Oxford or Baton Rouge or Fayetteville. It's create your energy. I mean, it's, there's nobody there. It's kind of dead. It's cold. It's cold. But Missouri pitched it pretty well. They did. And uh, they, they hit it pretty well all weekend. They were able to win games. And they didn't feel fluky. I didn't watch. I, again, three games, small sample size. I saw multiple SEC teams that I would say are better than Tennessee. Here's the deal with Missouri. We always discount them because they're Missouri in baseball. They don't care anywhere near what everybody else cares. Their fan base doesn't care, so there's no reason to build stadiums and all this kind of stuff. They typically, though, I'll give them one bit of a a positive here. They typically find some pitching. Missouri Mm -hmm. does typically pitch pretty well. They pitched well over the They don't necessarily hit typically, but they pitch. Well, they can win games because I look at – look. Blind resumes. If we just strictly went blind resume, Missouri's got one of the better resumes in the league right I know. now. Because they go out there to Arlington or wherever that thing was. They play the Big 12 teams. They beat Texas. They beat TCU. They lose a two-run game to Oklahoma State. Okay, whatever. Sure. Don't care. They take three of four from FIU. They win a bunch of games against bad teams. They've got an eyesore of a loss to New Jersey Institute of Technology. But that's not even as bad as a swag loss. Like that, I actually looked them up the other day. Their RPI last year was like 190. It's not good. It's don't fine. get me wrong. So but it's not, it's not killing, killing you. you. No. And then they swept Tennessee. 9 1, 7 4, 7 1. Only one game even it remotely close. Well, and the 7 4 game was 7 to 2 going into the last inning. And, Texas, and Tennessee hit Tennessee, uh, the right fielder, or maybe the right fielder, it might have been the center fielder, dropped a ball. The wind kind of carried it a little bit and it, he threw him off and he dropped it. That led to another run scoring, and then they hit a home run. Okay, so it really was a seven to two game. Okay, it wasn't fluky the whole weekend. It wasn't fluky. They they dominated them. Missouri to really make an NCAA run needs to kind of stay hot early. The way the schedule is, it's a big opportunity for them this week. We'll talk about this much more toward the end of the week. But they're at South Carolina this week prior to playing Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to kind of get get to a spot here. Can you sure. get to seven and two? Yeah. After the first nine, where there's some, then they play Vanderbilt and it gets a little more complicated. But that schedule, they actually, I'm looking at it now. Now that Tennessee's sort of out of the way from them, they have the easiest schedule in the league. They their schedule is not bad at all. Look, it's, they miss LSU. It was one weekend, but they looked like an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, that's that's okay. I'm not putting a ton on Arkansas or Auburn yet. Arkansas played good baseball. They kind of look like an Arkansas team looks. They Mm -hmm. found pitching. They found some timely hitting. They won some baseball games. They moved uh, Hagan Smith into a bullpen role. Mm -hmm. 
And on surface, you're like, why are they doing that? Because he's a pretty good pitcher. He was really effective out of the bullpen on Friday. And then they used him to finish on Sunday. But they had some other guys that pitched well in between. Um, a couple of the young guys that pitched some against Ole Miss in Omaha, mm-hmm. you could tell have grown up a little bit. They've got a typical Dave Van Horn lineup. Pretty athletic at the top. There is some power in the middle, and then there's some tough outs at the bottom. And they are, they appeared, again, three games. Sure. They appeared to be a very solid defensive team. Which they typically are. Yeah. Um, and Auburn is having to play without Joseph Gonzalez, their ace. Yep. It's it's a struggle. I mean, but, but, but it's why you have to still think if Butch could get out, get out. Like they, just, they just don't have enough talent. He does a hell of a job with them, but they just don't have enough. They threw three starters at Arkansas that were – Solid. That's what they do. But there's just not that guy to go get it. And meanwhile, the guys that Van Horn threw at Auburn, a couple of guys that were 97, mm-hmm. had some pop. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the kid's name who pitched yesterday. Big right-hander, threw it hard, and got off to a good start. And then he was kind of off to the races. They get, What they got from their starters that Auburn didn't get from theirs was they got six innings pretty much all weekend from starters. And when you get six innings from your starters you and, and you games. get a lead and you've got some arms in your bullpen, they it's it's you can go win games. And Auburn, not Auburn, Arkansas had, I guess really in all three games, they had pretty big timely hits. They have some power in the middle of their lineup, <clears throat> some guys who can drive the ball out of the, out of the park. And then, again, we'll hit it later in the week, but Florida took two out of three from Alabama. Looked good doing it. The Gators are good. The Gators are really good, maybe. Yeah. I actually – they have some midweek pitching issues, but on the weekend, I think they might be a top three SEC team. They're they're good. It's going to be a struggle for Ole Miss this offensively, weekend. They play well. Offensively, they're real. They've got some They got some cats top. Well, and they have Waldrop, who transferred from Southern. He's real at the top of the rotation. Yeah, they're, 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 good. they're good. They're good. But I – it's why everybody's got to take a breath for a minute. Is that that's what this league is? And look, you've got to win your share of them. This is not. I mean, it's you, you don't get moral victories or anything. But Ole Miss is playing Vanderbilt in Florida to open SEC play. It's not like chop livers coming to town here, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's teams who have won national championships in the last five six years. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Kevin O'Sullivan and Tim Corman don't have bad baseball teams. So take a breath. But Ole Miss does have some issues. So Vanderbilt showed them that. So they, we'll they see do. what it looks like. They do. I'm not, but I, I they I, might look like a completely different team when Elliott gets back in April. Well, they probably will. You have an ace all of a sudden, and then if you add Maddox to the bullpen, and suddenly you're, maybe you're cooking with gas. I don't maybe know. Maybe you're, you know, maybe your bullpen's a little, little fresher and gives you a shot. And who knows? The young kids grow up a little bit. I'm not saying that there's no reason to panic. I'm just saying that panicking now is really premature. Yeah, that's that's kind of it. I mean, but you know, the league's tough. The league's always tough. What Ole Miss go in the league last year, 14 to 16? That's correct. I mean, it's a tough league. You're going to lose games. You're going to have weekends like that. Now, you've got one. You can't go have three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one weekend is not. At the end of the year, you won't go. You know, that weekend against Vanderbilt, that was the tone setter. No, it wasn't. You just ran into a really good team. Yeah. And I think sometimes, this isn't a knock on Ole Miss fans, so don't think it is. But I think sometimes when you win a national championship, especially the way that Ole Miss won the national championship, you forget, man, that regular season was a grind. Yeah. 
All you remember was that postseason where you just caught fire and you had the two arms that you just rode and the offense got super hot and you forget, no, it was a lull. That yeah. regular season was a grind. And, hey, they lost the first game in, to Vanderbilt in Hoover. And at one point, you're 14 and 17 against SEC teams. It was a real grind. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to do that when you had the magic that you had in, in the month of June. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, I would think if Lamonis is out, State would call Butch within like five minutes. Yeah. That's my guess. I would. They would well, they would be smart to be, be well served to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, had Mike been fired last year, Butch was probably where I would end up putting my money at the end of the day. Um, what? Oh, I would have assumed you'd put your money on somewhere else. McDonald? That's where I would have assumed. I, honestly, I think at the end of the day, he would have said no. It had been really close. He'd have to think about it. But I something about Dan and his program that I just go, well, no. Uh, What's his? I think it would have become a butch versus backage deal, and you see what happens. Oh. So, anyway. All right. Uh, women's basketball. Knockoff Stanford last night, 54-49 there at Maples in Palo Alto. The number one seed Cardinal, who won a national championship a couple years ago. They were in the Final Four last year. They got a couple All-Americans. Ole Miss just routed Gonzaga in the first round prior to uh, – Ole Miss was, if nothing else, showed they were underseeded for damn sure um, yes. over the course of the last four days. They got an eight seed? Yeah. Yeah. Again, now they get Texas or Louisville in the next round. Um, Louisville, a team that was in a Final Four last year. The biggest challenge left in the bracket is Caitlin Clark in Iowa um, there. but um, Yeah, don't count out the Hawkeyes now. Neil could not have pulled that name out. but there Actually, you go. I may could have. He might could have. I mean, one of like three players in the country, but I got a, I got a, I got a free space there. So anyway, look, I, I thought last night was big for that program in a couple different ways. I, I've, I, I watched most of the Gonzaga game, watched a good bit of last night, read, I appreciate the Stanford rival site, put a Q&A from the press conference, uh, both press conferences up. I went through them. I've got a couple thoughts. One is, obviously, 
Um, they get back to the Sweet 16 first time since 2007. That was our, that Armini Price team that beat Maryland, TCU, and Oklahoma on the way to losing to Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Um, Tennessee ends up winning, winning the national title that season. Um, look, it's a good team. It's a fun team. It's a team that fans have got behind because of their emphasis on defense. They're athletic. They really do create off their defense. They have an identity, and that's kind of where I'm going first. Is and it extends out to the program. She has recruited really well the entire time she's been here, building this thing where, look, they were 0-16 in the league her first year. They were mm-hmm. horrid. Mm-hmm. Um, built it on defense and athleticism, this slow build. I think this gives them – they have such an identity for this defensive thing that I actually think it has a chance to catapult them into a national recruiting conversation based off having an identity. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, hey, come here, and this is what we do when we get after your ass, and we grind, and we do all this, and whatever. There's That resonates maybe even better than just this really complete kind of robotic team that is trying to elevate into a national conversation. I, I think that the way they have marketed, whether it was intentional or incidental or what happened, gives them a chance to to elevate nationally in a way that maybe I didn't think prior to them winning that game last night. I thought that gave them some exposure and a pelt beating Stanford, being one of the top five programs in the country, mm-hmm. beating a coach who's the all-time winningest women's coach ever. She's won three national titles since she's been there. there. There was a certain elevation to that, I thought, last night with them, no matter what they do against Texas or Louisville. It doesn't matter at this point. But I thought that was important for them, that they can continue to build off sort of the structure and the foundation um, that they have. And then I'm going to give her a lot of credit last night because – not many coaches in any sport put their guard down enough to do this because she didn't mean it in a negative way. She said, look, I wasn't the first choice here, but I think I was the right choice. Said that in her, in her post game last night on ESPN. Talked about, you know, just needed opportunities where she came from. I thought that it was the right thing to say from a PR thing, but I thought she was just telling the truth too. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a certain... I mean, I don't know exactly how many. I've always heard numbers, but Ole Miss was told no several times prior to getting to her um, when, when, when they hired her. I mean, the coach at Central Arkansas said no. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, look, there's there's something there. And she's pretty honest sometimes to a fault. I mean, talked about how, you know, she struggles sometimes with criticism, um, struggles sometimes with – getting people into the arena, the effort she puts into it, you know, thanking people on social media or in person who just appreciate the job that's being done. I mean, I I guess my point is you could see a really extreme level of care. Um, And I think it resonated out. I think people can identify and and, and understand that and appreciate that. Well, in a lot of ways, it's like, you talked about Dan McDonald. He's built Louisville. That's his program. There's so much sweat equity. We're like, no, this is... And, in so many and again, she almost took the Georgia job. I'm not saying she's going to be here 20 oh, of years. Course My not. point is this point in time, I think that what happened last night meant a ton to her personally and professionally sure. in a lot of ways. And it she should. and she articulated that well, I guess yeah. is what I'm what, what I'm getting it, at. It there. should mean a lot to her. She she built it. She did it. I mean, they were they were in the absolute dregs. They were as she, bad as a program can be. When she took over. And and it's they been had a, probation. They were yeah. awful. They played a manager in year one. Yeah, no, it's, like not because it was funny, because they needed the body, right? No, she, she's she's it's it's she deserves all of the credit, literally all of it. Yeah, it, all of it. She's done a phenomenal. I think she's grown as a coach. Yeah, I think she's grown. She's a better as floor a, coach as, today than you're one. I think she's she's grown in in her role off the floor. Um, 
you know, she's put a she's put a really recognizable identity on a program that didn't have one other than they were really good in the past. That was it. Well, yeah, when she first got here, it was Mississippi State that was really good, and and I mean, the only time that they had any crowd in the pavilion was when State came to town, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Tennessee, because they bring a lot of people. I mean, I've had people, I've admitted this out loud, so I'll admit it here again. I've had people go, why haven't you guys covered them? It's, well, this season kind of came, kind of hit us funny. When she first got here, we did cover them. And if you could see the analytics, you'd be, whoa. When I when we say nobody read it, nobody opened it. We would put videos up, and it would get 30 views. We would put stories up that didn't get opened, but ten times. Yeah, which is you just that, don't. It's hard to even. You, do. It's hard to. Even, it's hard for us to explain it. And so, no, I mean, you know, kind of snuck up on the interest level, kind of snuck up on us here recently. And anybody who tells you otherwise, some of the people we compete against have quotas, story yeah. quotas. Yeah, sure. We don't. No. So we most of our stuff is analytically based on what gets read and what gets viewed and things of that nature. Um, the the growth has been exponential over the past just couple months, really. I mean, I'm sure for her it felt like a missed opportunity against Carolina. The game against night. South Carolina was a kind of a coming of age game. Yeah, it actually went no. That's that's it was a it was a positive. It yeah. would have been more positive to win, obviously, because that's the prohibitive favorite to win the national championship. But I thought that oh, gave them look. Here's the truth: that game, even in a loss, gave them confidence going in last night. You play South Carolina to overtime. You're not scared of Stanford. You're not worried about Stanford because I, I had no idea how the game was going to play out. I'm not going to even pretend to be even somewhat of an expert on this women's basketball team because mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. However, what did happen? Because you could see this. Because you see this happen a lot. Coaches watch film and they can't convince them player their players to lock in, and that's what happened partly with Stanford. Ole Miss took it to them energy wise, aggression. Their physicality was much more. I mean, they dominated that game from a physical standpoint. The coach was expecting it, my point. was yes. the pregame press conference. She kept going, no, I've got a problem. This is not interesting. Like, I need my players to focus here. And they I saw noticed, it eight seed, and they saw Ole Miss. I went, ah, okay. I noticed before the game started. Now, look, she doesn't look like she's ever a barrel of fun. <laughs> no, no. So, so let's be careful here. Um <laughs> Gregarious is not how you would describe yeah. her, but yes. But she looked really stressed before the game started. It was zero to zero, and she looked really stressed. Like it was a brand of basketball they don't see much, and went. She knew they were in for something that she expected them to get hit in the mouth, and then didn't know how they would handle it. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, I they mean did. they didn't score for like the last six minutes of the first half. I mean, almost was swarming them. They couldn't get a shot off, and they had a very friendly whistle. And still couldn't yeah. seem to. I mean, my God, in yeah. hell! I mean, they should have given an Academy Award to the girl at the end of the re- getting regulation. I mean, I mean, it looked worse than any soccer thing you ever went. You went, yeah, she was like six inches from touching her. Um. Anyway, free free shot. Go play Texas. Go play Louisville. Try to win a game. Get around them. I mean, again, I know nothing about this. ESPN was actually talking about this morning that Ole Miss is a very complicated matchup for everybody else in the region. It was not ruling them out of not being done quite yet just because of – they play a very similar style of basketball as Texas and Louisville, so then you're just getting into a game that you're right. comfortable with. 
Iowa scores in bunches. They're the offensive team in this region, so I don't know what that clash looks like. And again, they have an All-American, but um, that is as far as I'm willing to go yeah, with my women's basketball I, knowledge. It's further than I'm... Even South Carolina is still in it. Uh, LSU beat the hell out of Michigan last night. They're still in it. And then Tennessee plays Toledo today in the round of 32 to get to the Sweet 16. So. Toledo plays this... I'm kidding. I have no idea. I know they're a 12 seed. I know they're like 28 and 3 or 4. Oh, that's what I know. You. Yeah. How about that? Did just a, just enough just enough research. You've been watching your Mac women's basketball? Oh yeah, Akron and Toledo. Yeah. What I mean, on a at Tuesday bo- night. Bowling Green. Very interesting. Really hit from 3. Anyway, all right. Yeah, credit to them. Um played really really well last night. Played dictated their tempo. I mean, that's one of the things. It was a road crowd. I don't like how the women's game does that and lets the top seeds play at home for the first two rounds. I understand why they do it, but I don't like it. Um so it makes it much more complicated for an upset. It's the first time in women's basketball an eight seed has made the Sweet 16 since 2009. Oh, wow. Think about that. Wow. One seeds do not lose on their home floor in women's basketball. So 13 tournaments without it happening. Wow. That's what the press release said. I'll take Incredible. the word for it. Sure. So anyway, promshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Have it delivered directly to your door. Throw it in the freezer. Fewer than 10 minutes freezer to plate. You take care of dinner. The New Orleans barbecue-style shrimp, their newest options, my favorite one, the Signature, the French Quarter Alfredo. Tons of options there, including their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. Well, like what's at the grocery store, except for a higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. So use code RG, that's code RG, buy five pouches or more, you get 25% off your purchase there with RG. Again, promshrimp.com. Our friends over at uh, Dead Soxy have a free gift for you. The gift is exclusive. Head over to deadsoxy.com backslash rebels. Join the NIL subscription. By signing up, you'll be the first to hear about exclusive collaborations, new products, and even receive some freebies on the regular. That means you'll not only have the freshest socks in town, but you'll also be contributing directly to Ole Miss Athletics and helping support your favorite players as your first gift for signing up. You get a free pair of limited edition Juice Kiffin socks, only available to members. To get your gift, all you have to do is add a pair of socks from Dead Soxy's Ole Miss NIL subscription to your cart. Your free pair of Juice Kiffin socks will automatically appear in your cart. There are no membership fees to become a member. All you have to do is start your subscription by adding one pair of NIL socks to your cart, choosing how often you want new pairs from the Ole Miss collection uh, delivered. So head over to deadsoxy.com slash rebels and sign up for the NIL subscription today to show your support. My 10 weekend thoughts are up at uh, rebelgrove.com. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. Game Changer, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play, gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code rebelgrove20 at checkout. Get 20% off your purchase. Brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. 
been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, whatever the case may be, they've got it at Lamons. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-R-C, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. You've got it at home. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender for those who need that extra step. And much more. So again, nespark.com. Uh, men's basketball and play tournament going on. SEC teams still alive, include Alabama. They've uh, not really been challenged yet, and their bracket has opened wide, wide, wide open for the uh, the Crimson Tide heading into the second weekend. You've got uh, Arkansas, which knocked off Kansas there in a um, one point game in the round of thirty two. Arkansas getting the Sweet Sixteen for the third straight season. And then Tennessee really playing well without Ziegler. I mean, if you, I'm, I've been upset for him the entire time. I kind of feel upset for Tennessee right now because they would be a legitimate threat in this thing with with might him. still be. Yeah, I mean it's. Whew. Talk about teams that have an identity. Tennessee yeah. will defend you. Yeah, Tennessee is they play grown man basketball. You can beat them, but you got to you got to earn it. And they still are. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah, no, they they're they're legit. There's a lot of SEC storylines. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, we'll start here just to give people a heads up from a schedule standpoint on what's coming. Um, so Thursday again, Sweet Sixteen. Thursday, number three Kansas State, uh, number seven Michigan State. Michigan State knocking off two seed Marquette yesterday. Kansas State disposing of Kentucky in a game that was incredibly good and incredibly yes. close until late, and then Kansas yep. State hit a couple more shots and pulled away. I have no real rooting interest in this. I couldn't even pick Manhattan, Kansas off a map, but I've been pulling for Keontae Johnson so much all season to where I kind of find myself a Kansas State man in this tournament. And the little 5'8 guard. Yeah, I dude's a stud. I I don't even really necessarily know why, but I'm so happy for the former Florida player to be playing basketball at a high level that the entire season when I would watch the Big Twelve just on a random Tuesday night, I found myself pulling for Kansas State, and I still am. You know, Kentucky played well yesterday. They played well, but they're not a juggernaut anymore. No, they're not. They're not. Their bench was horrid yeah, yesterday. They're not as talented. They as They had they that used one kid who went zero for twelve from three at one point yesterday. Was that Toppin? I think it was Toppin. Kansas State was better. I mean, people kind of gave Jerome Tang heck after yesterday, but he had the quote where he goes, we had more dudes. They did. They had yeah. more dudes. He goes, all those dudes from the past, they don't play. Yeah. John Wall wasn't walking through that door yesterday. God, Mike White's got to watch Keontae and go, oh, come on. that It changed the entire changed calculus. Changed the trajectory of everything for him in, in Gainesville. Yeah. They were... They were really fun, though. They, of of all the teams, they were kind of maybe the most fun one to watch. They are fun. Yeah. Oh, they are. They're really no, they, fun. Their brand of basketball is real. I kind of said that out loud yesterday, watching them, not even talking to anybody. I was like, "This is fun." Like they're they're fun. The tournament's fun. The, it is. The tournament's fun. It's it's if if you're not in the tournament, you you you're missing out. Number four, UConn. Number eight, Arkansas. CBS seven fifteen on Thursday. 
UConn has been That's, an underrated you're, you're team. You're giving on. Eastern times, by the way. It's a six fifteen. Six fifteen. The the Mich- five thirty. Six fifteen. Right. Okay. There we go. Um, UConn's loaded. The big guys is is a beast in the middle, and they've got some shooters. But look, here's what's interesting with Arkansas, and we've talked about this all year. That if they got healthy, they get they have a bunch of bigs. They have fouls to give. What Arkansas has is they have two guys, Walsh, who suddenly has figured it out defensively, mm-hmm. and Anthony Black, where you have length and athleticism who can shut down wings. What Arkansas did to Grady Dick, I don't know how much Kansas basketball you've watched this year. I've watched him a little bit, but that's been about it. Well, I live in a house with someone who is obsessed with the NBA draft, and Grady Dick is consistently put in that little realm of 10 to 12, which is where the Thunder looked like they would pick most of the year. We have watched a ton of Kansas Kansas basketball. And so much of their offense is built around his threat as a shooter because he can really shoot it. And he'll 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 knock down big buckets. He'll get hot. He'll hit two or three in a row, blow a game open. That's kind of who they are. He didn't ever get going against Arkansas. And late in that game, he was a non-factor. He was he disappeared. Well, he disappeared because Anthony Black took him away. Now, Connecticut's different because they've got that big inside. And I can't Sonogo, I think is his name, who's just a monster. I mean, he is so so effectual, effective, I should say, on both ends of the floor. But Arkansas's got a shot against UConn. And if they beat UConn, after that, it's Gonzaga and UCLA. I mean, that that bracket's wide open. I mean, Gonzaga did win last night? Yeah, Gonzaga okay. beat TCU by three or four. Okay. UCLA's a good team, a real solid team. They're my pick in the Final Four, but you don't they're watch. Hurt. They're banged up. You don't watch UCLA and go, oh, yeah. They were the per, maybe the one or two favorite if they hadn't had that injury like three weeks ago. Ooh, Grady Dick, better than Josh Giddy. Mm, I disagree completely. Couldn't couldn't disagree more strongly. We we could we could we could have a long talk about that. Having watched Josh Giddy in person about nine days ago, I disagree one thousand percent. I mean, strongly disagree. Now, Grady Dick's a better shooter than Josh Giddy, but Josh Giddy does so many things on the floor that impact the game. I didn't mean to get distracted. I could we could we could have a thunder conversation after watching them in person. Um, <laughs> Look, I, 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 it's wide open. I mean, it's an I, interesting game. I think I would pick UConn. I don't know what the line is. I, I did pick UConn in, in ten thoughts, but if you told me Arkansas won, and at some point we got to talk about Eric Musselman in the month of March. He's now won eight NCAA tournament games in the last three years. Is that right? a hell of a basketball coach what he does not it's a compliment not even a backhanded compliment look the shirt thing was stupid it was he's he it's beyond it's juvenile frankly yes most people would get crucified more than he got crucified for it um but i'll tell you this so it's kind of a credit to him well he did it at nevada too it's this thing it's weird i don't like it it's dumb 
What I did like about it, not to interrupt your thought, what I did like about his team, about what he's their post game, what struck me was when he said that about D- Devo Davis. Devo Davis broke down. I mean, yeah. that team has been through just bad loss after bad loss after bad loss after bad loss. They they lost Tevin um, um, the Brazil at oh, the beginning right. of the yeah. season. Probably their best three point shooter, a six ten guy who was. If if you put Brazil on this team right now, they're yeah. they're a rolling ball of butcher knives, and 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 they just kind of stuck with it, and to get that win over Kansas like that was. This moment where he goes, hey, look, we're getting better. We're one of the few teams that can honestly say we're getting better right now. They're definitely getting better. And yeah, look, I, I, I you can't call it tradition. It's a dumb thing. Um, but beyond that, here's what that, the way he markets his program, I sort of think coaches can learn for him, is I think this is coaches and athletics directors. They don't focus on their own constituents enough. They worry about what the outside world thinks of them so damn much to where, hey, we can't do this, or we got to ask permission for this, or hey, that kind of looks whatever. At the end of the day, what you're trying to do is win games in whatever sport you're doing. You're trying to run your athletic department and whatever you're doing, and you're trying to get money and participation from your fans. Yes. That's all that matters. Yep. So if your fans are happy, none of the other shit matters. Absolutely. If everybody makes fun of it, who cares? If if the conference doesn't like it, who gives a shit? Like at the end of the day, it's about your people, Absolutely. and I don't feel like ads and coaches do that enough. There's I feel no like question. they're constantly concerned about all this other stuff. If my people are good, I'm good. Eric Musselman's judge and jury is Arkansas. That's it, and they love him. They say, I bet when you go over to Hogbeat.com or whatever, and they're well, in they good love shape. him. They love him. I mean, winning in March is fun. Look at people talk about women's basketball at Ole Miss right now. Yeah. You were not talking about women's basketball this time last year. No. Winning in March is fun. And they've gotten big wins now. They beat Gonzaga last year. They beat Kansas. Again, if they don't win on Thursday, it's three straight trips to the Sweet 16. And if they do win on Thursday, that's three straight trips to the Elite Eight. Oh, really? Yeah. They went to the Elite Eight the last two years. Lost to Baylor. And then last year they lost to uh, I don't remember who beat them last year. I can't recall. Duke. Okay, I don't remember. So I mean they've 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 pushed the envelope, and they're in Vegas Thursday night playing in the Sweet Sixteen, and their crowd loves him, and he's uh, recruiting well. He's recruiting in the transfer portal really well. I mean. Yeah, people are going to get obsessed with, oh, I don't like this guy because he does that. doesn't matter. It's kind of like how Ole Miss people are about Lane Kiffin. Everybody else is like, his social media is juvenile. Yeah, but the people that he coaches for love it. Yeah, 78-69 Duke over Arkansas in the Elite Eight last year. Yeah. Boncaro was too much. They beat Vermont, New Mexico State, and Gonzaga. Yeah. It's And then um, – Sorry, that the other Thursday games, Tennessee against Florida Atlantic. Uh Tennessee, we mentioned Florida Atlantic. Dusty May has his team in the final in the uh final sixteen after beating Memphis on a last second shot and then uh disposing of the sixteen seed, uh Fairleigh Dickerson there in uh the round of thirty two. UCLA and Gonzaga, a uh, pretty 
prominent matchup there on Thursday night and 845 Central on CBS for that one. Well, in terms of watchability, every one they're of, all watchable. Every one of these games are pretty interesting. Because Tennessee gets that draw. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um Tennessee, Kansas State in an in an Elite Eight. Yeah. Sign me up. You talk about some defense getting played. Kind of I don't know. Got a thought. Well, let's come back because I want to get this break out of the way before we kind of close the show. Tell you about G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G&M. So let them transfer your medications. Again, one call. They take care of the rest. They take care of you. That's G&M and Tyson Drugs, 662-236-2222. Brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized management, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Think about that summer vacation. Get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him give you some options. And uh, know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, we're also brought to you by OPA. It's Oxford's uh, Greek newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's a perfect place to plan your um, kind of get-together, uh, whatever the case may be. They have fabulous food, craft libations. It would be a great place for a company dinner, festive party event as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA on the Square in Oxford. If you're hanging out on the Square this weekend looking for a place to watch some of the games, don't forget about rafters, music, and food. Uh, Go in, enjoy a burger or whatever before the college crowd uh, hits it late that night. And uh, enjoy the NCAA tournament, some college baseball, and more at Rafters. I'll have a mailbag up to you on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or uh, 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been recruiting Connecting, I should say, great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, uh, they have opportunities across the board, IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources. Maybe you don't even know what you're looking for. They can help you at Service Specialist. It's always free for the candidate. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138. Or uh, check out their improved website, new and improved website, I should say, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today. Get a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest. No down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. 
two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, so much offered at Southern Traditions, horseback riding uh, offerings uh, from beginner to advanced, and so much more, also a great place for events. Get in touch with Southern Traditions on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I guess it was Grind mentioned that Musselman rather have him than Tony Bennett. Virginia's last few years have been so strange. You look at it, and starting in 2007, 2018 tournament, they got beat in the first round despite being 31 and 3. That was the loss to UMBC, the 16 over the 1. Yep. They come back the very next season and win the national title mm-hmm. over Texas Tech. No postseason, even though they would have gotten in. They were 15 and 5 in the ACC, 23 and 7 overall. They were really good. They would have been a high seed. Sure. They lose in the first round the next year. They go to the NIT the next year, and they lose in the first round this year. Woo! Yeah. The only when thing, you play that brand of basketball, you bog it down, and you get susceptible to one score just winning about winning a game. The only thing I didn't like over the weekend from the coverage of that was like the the hot take immediately of well, if you take away that one year, they won a national title, and I'm like, <laughs> but you don't take away that one year. Yeah, that one year counts, and it they, they won the whole ring. thing. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But it's a dumb argument. It'd be like, you know, you take away 2016 and 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 Joe Madden underachieved. I'm like, yeah, but he didn't underachieve that year. Yeah. The entire totality counts, and when you get a ring, you get a ring. It, 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 that's that's it. Yeah, it's why you're having the Lamonis conversation where you're like, yeah, but so had they just gotten Omaha, he would be fired at the end of the year. Yes, but that's not what happened. Right. He won. Now, I'm going to get to Friday in a second. That Thursday, that is a great slate of basketball. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a really good slate of basketball. You still got the little bit of a Cinderella with Florida Atlantic playing Tennessee. A game that's gettable. It's gettable. I I like Tennessee. Florida Atlantic will have not played too many teams that defend like Tennessee defends with those big bodies. Yeah. Friday, Alabama, San Diego State, the one versus the five. Again, this thing just opened up for the Tide. It did, but now look. San Diego State's good. They're good. They're, they, then they can shoot it. So it gets into a shooting contest, and we'll see. Because Bama's Bam going to shoot threes. But, yes, it has opened up wide open for Alabama to get to the Final Four. Houston overcoming injuries, the big Auburn lead early. They uh, they survive. They play Miami. Yep. One four. In, it's a six fifteen game. game on CBS Friday. Miami's fun. I like their team. Yeah. Um, their coach gets on my nerves, but I like their team. Creighton and Princeton, number six seed, number fifteen seed. Princeton knocking off Missouri to get to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> that brand of basketball. It's fun. It ate Missouri up. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Well, it's that. When it's done well. Creighton's legit. Creighton's good. I mean, Creighton offensively can get after you. The metrics have liked Creighton all year. This is this will actually be a pretty fun game to watch. And then the last one, I can't wait. Number two, Texas. Number three, Xavier. Sign me up. If you like basketball, that's Xavier pop pit yesterday. You know, Blake Henson played really well. Otherwise, that's a blowout. Um, Xavier, Xavier. You talk about aesthetically pleasing basketball with athletes. It's Xavier. That point guard's legit. They got the the little shooting guard. Uh, I can't think of his name. Number five. 
he can get hot from outside and, and blow a game open. The big guy in the middle, 24, is a force. They've got some wings who know how to defend. Coached really well. Texas is as good as anybody in the country right now. This 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 will be a fun, fun, fun game, 845 on Friday. Is this is a that's a legitimately good game. What day would you pick if you could only watch one day? Thursday. You'd rather have Thursday? Yeah. You're right. Michigan State, Kansas State, I'm all in on that. Holy cow. There's I mean, there's a chance that game is an absolute. Izzo coached his ass off yesterday. Yes. There's, he, a, there's a chance that is an absolute 15-round fight. Uh, look, I think UConn ends up beating Arkansas by 8, 10 points. But if you told me Arkansas wins, I'm not even a little surprised because they have so many athletes. And then UCLA-Gonzaga, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. So you're picking Kansas State, UConn, Tennessee, UCLA. Yeah, but if you told me that Michigan State, Arkansas, <laughs> and, and Gonzaga, and Gonzaga won, won <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I buy it completely. And then so Alabama, what, Houston, Creighton, and I don't know about the last game. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. I got it. I had, I'm switching screens. Texas and Xavier. Yeah, it's, I don't think San Diego State can, can beat Alabama. I, I I don't think Miami is going to beat Houston. They could. The problem with Princeton and Creighton is that I don't think either one of them have a chance in hell of, of advancing much further. And Xavier, Texas. I mean, I I think Texas wins, but if you told me Xavier won, I'm not. It's the Sweet 16. You play good teams in the Sweet 16. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, I mean, if you're Creighton, you're like, this is, we got to do this. We don't have too many opportunities like this. Creighton's good. And Creighton could give Alabama an absolute nightmare. They could. That matchup is not preferable there. On, that, on Sunday. They could that's get, actually the game I want to see. I want both those teams to win to get Creighton-Alabama. That's sort of where I'm at. Yeah. And Houston, Texas in a 1-2 Elite Eight. All in. And you'd get, let's see, in the East, a Tennessee against either one of those two teams would be a lot of fun. And pretty much however you get to the final in the West region is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Arkansas-UCLA would be a great game. UConn-Gonzaga would, would be a great game. UConn-UCLA would be a good game. Arkansas-Gonzaga would be a rematch of last year. Probably not the game. I don't know what game few would want. He probably would prefer playing Arkansas, but Arkansas's got so many long athletes that gives his team fits. Just kind of a quick aside here. Nobody's watching because it's heads up against both tournaments, men's and women's, but the World Baseball Classic has been really good baseball. Yeah. It's been fun. I haven't watched much, but... It's been fun to follow. I watched some of it last night. The U.S. is going for back-to-back titles. They play the winner of Japan and Mexico in the finals. They routed Cuba 14-2 in the semis. Yeah, Cuba was not a match for Trey Turner and Mike Trout. Yeah. There's a little too much of a cardinal flair on the U.S. team, and I have a hard time (laughs) like, hey, let's go. Go team. Like Adam Wainwright's out there, and I'm like, I can't cheer for you. I I know I know what's on your chest, but you're Switzerland today. I'm just I'm, I'm uh, you know 
Hey, we're going to the bullpen. Let's go, guys. Cuba does make great rum. <laughs> oh, good. It's Arenado and Goldschmidt. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Where's Yachty? But no, there were some good games. Didn't Yachty manage in one of the teams or something? Uh, yeah, Puerto Rico maybe. Did he? Yeah. There, there, there's been it's been fun. Shohei has done Shohei things for Japan. I'm guessing that Fox would love for Japan to win tonight. Yeah, and sure. have the Shohei versus yeah, sure Japan game. Yeah, I, I know the odds are incredibly high. But what percentage are you giving on Calipari coaching Kentucky next year? Is it a hundred or is it less than a hundred? No, it's not a hundred. Um, I don't completely rule out the Texas rumors with him at all. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm not willing to go, oh, no, that's completely falsified. It could absolutely happen. Texas is about to run into a problem. It's not about Rodney Terry. It's about they moved on from Chris Beard, and they have spent months setting themselves up to go after Calipari, Billy Donovan. A fish. And now Rodney Terry has them playing at this super high level. And if he wins two more games this weekend, he's in the final four. And they could beat Xavier. And they could beat Houston. And they could beat Miami. Now, they could lose one of those games too. But what do you do? Do you move on from a final four coach? Do you move on from a final two coach? What do you do if he wins it? What do you do? What if privately Billy Donovan has told people, I'll take it. Let me finish my NBA season. I'll take it. Then you hire him. I know. What do you, but you understand my point. I do. It's a weird spot. Texas is. Texas hasn't been to the final four in 20 years. And so he takes them and you move on. They had no choice. I get it. Well, they did have a. Sorry. Once they made that decision, someone had to coach the team that was inside the program. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Let's go there. Mm. Dude. Uh, Congrats to Laramie Tunzel. He is, again, the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history, signing a three year, $75 million extension in Houston. Without an agent. On Sunday, he represented himself in all negotiations. He has $50 million guaranteed. And even more credit to Laramie. That three-year deal lets him do another deal in three years still in his prime. And yet Ole Miss did not – Hugh Freeze did not trust him to talk to media. He can yeah. negotiate <laughs> He can negotiate a $75 million deal with professional executives, but he couldn't talk to some beat writers. Hugh. And wanted to talk. Yeah, he wanted to talk. Credit to him. He uh, again. This is not a criticism in any slide. He chose money over contender. Um, Houston's not going to win, but hey, there's no no trade in there. He could get traded. That's true. He could. He's going to get money either way. Well, look. How long is he going to play left tackle as a human being? Another five six years, probably. Right, but not thirty. No, he took money. Money. The He's mo- doing he- this contract and the next contract. He's going to be set. He's very happy. He's tweeting about it. Sure. Deserves it. His best tackle in the league. So when Orlando Brown got that deal, he goes, okay, well, I I should top that. Yeah. Okay. And the Texans said, yeah, you probably should. Here it is. 
Not good for him. I mean, oh. I mean, I love Larry. I've always liked. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, you know. it's hard not to like there. It's fine. So, uh, let's see. Again, spring football tomorrow. Or at least, sorry, the start of spring football tomorrow as uh, Ole Miss gets going. It's uh, it's Tuesday, Thursday, and then some Saturdays. Um, I believe is the way that, or every Saturday except for this Saturday. I believe is the way it's going to yeah, work. I think that's right. We do not have a set schedule yet, but that's what I was told over the weekend. So we're just going to go with that. And uh, again, we'll, I'm looking yeah. to see if there's anything out yet. I don't see anything this morning that I can tell. Speaking of the World's Baseball Classic, by the way, uh, Jose Altuve Jose Altuve is undergoing surgery after injuring his thumb, and uh, Venezuela has lost to Team USA. So the Astros have no timetable for his return. So, so there is that two huge there. injuries. Yeah, in in the World Baseball Classic. Diaz blew his knee out, basically. Probably asked Lance about it, and he kind of shook it off and went, I would get hurt in spring training, too, whatever. That's true. I mean, you're playing baseball, you're playing baseball. I mean, teams do get hurt. So he did not think it made much difference. So. Uh, All right. We'll uh, get to it tomorrow. Again, some free spring football stuff. We'll continue to look at basketball and uh, go from there. Ole Miss women will have their opponent um, by the time we talk in the morning. Again, Texas and Louisville tonight. I think ESPN for that one. It's around 7, 8 o'clock for a start time on that one tonight between the Hawkeyes and the Longhorns. So uh, glad to be back with you. Be with you tomorrow as well. So have a good day. Stay safe. We'll talk to you then. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back, and this week we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.